Vincent gets him out now, and here he comes. Denon Kingley gets up the rail. Golden 60, they roar for their hometown hero. He's a length clear over Salios, running on Mother Earth. It's Golden 60, the locals can't beat him. The internationals can't beat him. This is his house, Fortress Golden 60. 50 metres to go, two lengths in front. I'm thunderstruck, needing to get there. Alligator blood tiring. I'm thunderstruck over the top, rumbling. Moves up and takes the lead, but Mr. Brightside's challenging. Mr. Brightside up to Alligator Blood, Cascadian late. Mr. Brightside in front, and Mr. Brightside has won the mile from Cascadian, the inevitable. Zaki joined by Animo, who looks destiny in the face at the 150. Animo takes the lead from Zaki. Alligator Blood on Thunderstruck, but it's Animo clear. I'm Thunderstruck late. Animo holding on. Animo this time for the big A. Wicks down the middle, Kings will dream of the 100, it's getting desperate, now Wicks is storming home, Wicks over the top, oh she's too good, the can't beat her. G'day listeners and welcome back to another massive racing previews podcast. We are previewing, of course, Champions Day this Saturday at Flanton. Previously, Stakes Day, it's got the three Group 1s plonked on it. The Champion Sprint, the Champions Mile and the Champion Stakes. It's going to be an absolute ripper of a day. Nico and Will, how are we feeling, boys? Three, just got three days down, one to go. Yeah, it was good. good just got back from Oaks Day, which is good. My first ever day at Oaks Day, I think. Beautiful. Yeah, sober bot, because I'm not... Bought on all the fillies. <laughs> what a scene that'd yeah. be for the punters. Hey, Firejack Jenkins, uh, you're an absolute monster in the octagon, and you're obviously a, a gun form analyst as well. Tell us firstly, firstly, welcome, and tell us about how you got into racing, mate. Oh, look, it, like a lot of people from from the area, my my nana grew up around Mooney Ponds, Essendon, Nidri around there, and. Uh, when we were kids, she she took me down to Mooney Valley, and I fell in love with it pretty quickly from there. And uh, so yeah, I uh, ended up getting right into it as a kid, and then I moved away from it a little bit as I had to do my uh, training for fighting. It was hard to concentrate on much else. But now I've finally got a little bit more time on my hands again. I've been you know loving getting back into it. Yeah, beautiful. And obviously, we've got lots of racing fans, but I'm not sure how many UFC fans we've got that listen to the podcast. Can you? I know I've asked you this plenty of times before, but can you explain the nickname again, Far Jack? Yeah, absolutely. Um, kind of synonymous with the the great horse, that big heart and doesn't give up. But, um, I, I was training one day with my coaches, and there, I was training with a heap of adults. I was only 14 or 15. And we were rolling, and we did probably 10 rounds, and then everyone was done, and it was getting towards the end of the day. And... Um, I kind of put my hand up and said, is anyone still going? And uh, everyone was done. And my coach looked at me, he's like, mate, you're like far up, you just don't stop. And uh, I was like, nah, I'm far jack. And then uh, <laughs> and then uh, it kind of just stuck. And I like it probably stuck more so because I was telling everybody to call me that more than anything else. <laughs> and uh, now it's like, I never thought it would get to the point where now like 
people sometimes some people just call me far and like at the races like on saturday when i got in the elevator the doors open and these like group of young fellas got in and then one of them was like well you far jack I was like, now it's just got like a lot of people call me as a first name, so uh, well, it's not, I, it's, I like it's far, it though. It's, it's far jack in my phone. It's all it yeah, is. Yeah, there you go. There yeah. you go. And uh, how's the spring carnival treating you so far, mate? I know you stayed home today, but you're preparing for a big one this Saturday. Yeah, well, this is my uh, it's my favourite day, Champions Day. It's and especially like the the revamp that the VRC did to this day has just completely changed the way I look at the carnival uh, and last year it was the best day i had on the punt it was the best day i had carrying on afterwards it was uh <laughs> it was an unbelievable day and i'm looking to keep that tradition going yeah absolutely all right well let's rip straight into the card flemington uh the rail was out a few meters today they're probably going to put it out again on saturday it started off on a soft five got upgraded it's going to, to eight four. meters i think on saturday eight metres. I think that's a little bit in from last year. We know there was a little bit of a bias to the inside lanes last year, but what are our thoughts? They were getting out quite wide today. We think it'll be even enough? Well, the inside right. wouldn't want to be fucking cactus is what I'm is what I'm going with. Because oh. I've had it. I've had it. <laughs> Murray Valley and Caulfield had a perfectly fair track for their entire carnival. This joint is oh, put up in lights like it's the best track in the world, and we've got a track that the inside is just being completely cast. How the fuck does this happen? What's wrong with that? Whoa. How does it happen, swinging. Ben? <laughs> That's a I just want a fair yeah. race. I just want, I just want fair racing. I want everyone to be able to win from no matter the position they are in the run. That's all I want. I can cop losing if I get beat on my merits. But if you back a horse and they're in the inferior going and they, like, they just can't win, well, I don't think that's fair for punters. I just want a fair yeah, race on track, Ben Ryan. Nico's fired up. Oh, well, I, off the I long run. It. I like when, I love it when it's fence off. It just make it makes things more fair. I think. The, how the like fuck Darby does it make it more fair? <laughs> how, does, how do you come up with that? How does it make it more fair when there's a significant advantage to horses in one it, part of the track? It's every horse can get off the fence. But not every horse can get on it. No, not every I, horse can get off the fence. Unfortunately. I think on Saturday, in terms of Derby Day, it was an advantage to be on the fence because of the wind and also those inside lanes were firm and fast. And then Bot and I actually spoke about it on the review podcast and previewing Melbourne Cup. We said, Liam O'Keefe will overwater the track because oh. they don't want any horses to break down in the Melbourne Cup. That's what happened. The jockey said it was a soft six, soft five in the morning. It ended up getting upgraded, but that's what I believe has happened and that's why the inside has chopped it up. Any, Shinny, any Shinny got off in the first, didn't he, and goes, that's a five or a six. Yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah. Correct. It's a disgrace. So... It's an absolute disgrace. <laughs> I, thought, I thought the track raced perfectly today. I don't know what you're on It's an about. absolute disgrace. Cup day, yeah, I don't know. I think they did put too much water on, but I can understand the pressure that Liam O'Keefe is under to keep to make sure these horses are safe. I thought he, I thought he butchered at the derby day. I thought it was a lot more on pace than... <laughs> But not not butchered it, but like it was it was a lot more on pace than I think lots of people were expecting for for Flemington. But um, yeah, it yeah. it definitely was. It didn't play like a traditional Flemington track. I think yeah. Nico, you're probably overreacting too because you always assume <laughs> That's a you always no 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 no. Let, let me finish. Let me finish. You always assume that Flemington's going to be the track that plays the most fair. Like when you yeah. rock up with you with your wallet ready to punt on. A Flemington day, it always plays so unbelievably fair that you just think, you know what, I'm I'm willing to have a bet based on 
my form yeah. because I don't think there's going to be a real heavy pattern. Whereas yeah, at the valley, it. at the valley, you're going to wait a little bit. At Caulfield, you're going to wait a little bit. You know, whereas at Flemington, yeah. you can usually trust it. So I feel your pain a little bit there. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. The rail goes out eight meters. Let's rip straight into the group ones. We're going straight to the big stuff. It is race six, and the first leg of the quaddy is the champion sprint. Imperatriz, she is the even money favorite. She's won her last four starts all at Mooney Valley. Now she comes down to Flemington down the straight for the first time. In secret, she's a gun straight track horse. She's $4.40 from Asfura, $10. Bowen de Patino, $11. Star Patrol, $14. And you're out to Espiona, $14. Buenos Noches, $21. This is an outstanding field. Yep, you go first, mate. All right. I'm probably going against the tide a little bit here, but um, I'm sticking with In Secret down the straight. I'm happy to be with her more so from a price point of view. I think Imperatriz deserves to be around an even money favourite, but I just think the discrepancy is too big in their price. I know In Secret, um, I'm not saying that Imperatriz won't handle the straight because good horses do, but she wouldn't be the first good horse not to handle it. Uh, and I, yeah, I just know that In Secret's going to find two or three lengths, which is, which she probably needs to. But she was enormous in the Everest, only beating a length, running the fastest four in the two of the day, going twelve point six above her last six hundred. And I just think this is a set play that she, she's here fourth up. She's exactly the recipe that they used for her when she won the Coolmore. She gets J Mac back on her back. If she gets beat, she gets beat. But she, she's a stupid price right now, at like five shopping close to five dollars some places, and I think that's just far too big. So I'm happy to be with her. Have the eight seven exacta with Imperatriz. She comes out and beats me. Well, fair play. But I still think In Secret probably should have gone closer in an Everest, and we praise that as our best sprint race in the country and and the world. So. She's a length off winning that, and she was unlucky, and she improves two to three lengths down the straight, which she's proven. She's beaten very good quality of horse down the Flemington straight. Well, I think she's in this up to her ears, and J-Mac's riding with a bit of fire in the belly. don't know if anyone saw um, the salute that he gave after the Oaks. Not only was it his first Victorian Oaks, but he probably hasn't had the carnival that he'd expected to have so far, and um, yeah, I'm tipping him to have a big day on a couple of horses on on Saturday so yeah I'm firmly in the in secret camp but I think I might be on my own Mm. Jack what are are your thoughts on this race mate yeah look uh, I'll preface all of what I'm about to say with the fact that you won't find a bigger Imperatrix fan than I you know I I backed her against Giga Kick when they were first up at the valley um, and I haven't jumped off since Uh, I haven't been willing to have a bet recently just because I'm not a I'm not a dollar thirty dollar forty better unfortunately um but love the horse i am dead set against her at the price for this race though this the flemington straight i think the flemington straight is as much of a challenge to deal with for a horse as is um as is getting around mooney valley getting around the tight track at mooney valley but we know she does that really well i don't know if she's going to be a, a straight horse and the field she's come up against and brained fairly enough have been completely different fields than in secret has been running against up in sydney um you know we we can't deny that the everest is our best race i'm sure it rated the highest out of all these races and you've got two horses in here balanipatina and in secret that are coming through with huge form up there but in saying that i'm actually going more left to field 
I'm yeah. going to have a I'm going to have a small bet here on Espiona. Um, so it, my thought behind that is these. These 1,200-meter races up a straight, they often play more like a 1,300 or a 1,350 race, the way the pace comes on it and the way they have to run up the straight. It doesn't play like a traditional 1,200-meter race. I think that the horses that have that little bit more form up in distance, like an Espiona, are going to have their chance to kind of come and, and swoop in a race like this where the pressure's going to be on early. Uh, Bellin Epitina in there, I think it is a really good chance based on how she jumped out of the ground last start. But I think if you go back to the last time we saw Imperatrice beaten when she was beaten by uh, Artorias, that was at that slightly longer distance and where I think she might just be a little bit vulnerable right at the end of the race. But let's straighten up these fools. Are you coming with me or what? No, I don't want to say anything too bad against Far because he probably beat the shit out of me. But <laughs> no, no, I would pay no, to see that. There's no, there's no fighting in race four. Yeah. I'll put you <laughs> in the octagon same. and belt your bot. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but if Inter- Imperatrice gets a two forty, she's two. They're betting two twenty, some joints, and you get two forty. Just don't think about it too hard, and you, you have a bet. I think. She draws outside. I think it's it's pretty advantageous to be um, drawing the outside. You saw it today on Oaks Day. It was dominated by the wide barriers, and I think it'll be the same again on on Saturday. And I think in secrets, disadvantaged, not disadvantaged, but she she probably she won't find the the A ground. And I think Imperatrice will. And, and she's I think she's clearly the best horse in the race. And you get two forty, and you, you just don't really think about it too hard and just bet. Can I ask you can I ask you boys a question just before we go on? Sorry, Benny. Let's let's flip the script back last week and let's say that uh, Think About It fell in and beat Bellini Patina here and Think About It decides to come down and run in this race. What does the market do then with these two horses if he's in it? I think he starts a similar price to in secret and No um, you don't. You don't think that then. The Everest, the Everest winner coming down off, off the ratings they run in that race and down the straight, he's going to start a similar price to in secret, you reckon? Well, he, he, he can't start... Sprinter. Hold on, Nick. Hold on, Nick. I think Imperatriz is the best sprinter in Australia and I think she would have started favourite in the Everest. That is my opinion. I think she would have started three, $3.50 favourite. I, I think right. that he, he he couldn't be shorter than in secret. I know he's been beating her up there, but he's he would be in the same category. He's never seen the straight either. Well, it depends. Is this coming? Is this if he's coming off the loss last week, or if he's coming straight from? No, the I'm saying if, if he had won, if he had won last week, because I'm saying yeah. we've got a horse in Ballinipatina that did win, and we're all just yeah. writing her off like she's no chance here. Are you saying? Are you saying in the think about it? She couldn't be shorter than in secret. Is that what you just said? I wouldn't have him shorter than her, no. Not down the straight. He probably no, would be. He probably would be shorter than her, mark. but I don't I don't think he should be. Is he'd be I'm probably saying. second favourite. Yeah, he'd, he'd obviously be second favourite. He'd be like three... He'd probably be like three fifty, four bucks, and Imperatriz would be like... Three would be obviously longer than she is right now. Yeah, of mm. course. He's just an extra horse in there. Yeah, of course. But in saying that, I am happy to back her here because I just think this race sets up so beautifully for her. You've got Asfura, who draws out in barrier nine. Imperatrice draws out in eight. She's just going to stalk Asfura everywhere she goes, and she's going to find that A ground right down the grandstand side. And I think she's going to peel off and be too good for him. Last start was an absolute track gallop for her. She led 
after um, obviously Jigsaw missed the start and she just did it easily. So that was hardly a run for her. It's almost like she's third up here, staying at 1200 meters. I know she's got to go down the straight for the first time. We know she loves the valley bend and she you know, finds that length, she changes legs and she is so dynamic at Mooney Valley, but I'm keen on her here. I think the race just sets up so well for her down the straight. And um, yeah, I am against horses like Balani Patina simply for the fact that they've drawn barrier one. And I just don't think they're gonna find that right ground. I've got all the respect in the world for In Secret. She's the clear saver. I might have a straight out saver on her or maybe an exacter saver, but for me, it is all about the TRK on there. Yeah, and, and she probably sits in front of In Secret in the run too. I'll be surprised if she doesn't actually. She, she'll be she'll be behind Asfura in run. She'll just peel off and to her outside, and I reckon she just goes straight past her. Like if you get two forty, you just have a, a good good bet. All right, betting Jack, you're on the bolter obviously, SP owner. But what are you doing with your hundred dollar betting strategy? Oh, uh, it, it, I'll I'll have a caveat, right? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna have a go at SP owner. Twenty five on SB owner, twenty five on Buenos Noches, and fifty on In Secret. Yeah. Uh, but if Imperatrice gets out to two fifty on the day, I'm having a hundred on Imperatrice. Like I'll take her if she drifts out a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Nico. Seventy five in the secret, twenty five exact. Nah, fuck it, a hundred dollars on In Secret. Whatever. <laughs> Nico's having none of it today. <laughs> Hundred straight on the nose. Bot? No, uh, in secret. Uh, so, no, Imperatures, I mean. Hundred? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Bot's oh. quivering in his boots. He's just he's just he's so he's so tense over there. He's got Farjack <laughs> on his bloody screen. He's just bloody panicking every second word he's saying. Farjack's a gentle giant, mate. He won't hurt you unless he's in the octagon. Just relax. <laughs> I'll Do go eighty Imperatures. 20 on the 7 8 exacta as my saver. All right, let's move on to race 7. It is the Champions Mile. It was previously called the Cantala when it was handicap conditions, but it now goes to wait for age. And I think we see the best three milers in Australia go head to head here. Fangirl heads the market at $2.70. Mr. Brightside is $3. Alligator Blood, $3.30. And the market is saying they're the only chances. Pride of Jenny backs up $12. She puts some speed into the race. The inevitable $19 Victoria Road, $23. Thoughts here quickly on the map first. Does Pride of Jenny get a loose lead again? Yeah, but she won't. She won't. Like, she was obviously advantaged by the, the way the track played, so. Um, she. she I'd, like, she's, she'll probably get out a bit. Like, she's, what she's 12. A fucking nightmare. She was. What's price? She's, she's best price, $15. She probably starts like 40s. On the fair, yeah, but um, yeah, she'll go forward, and Alligator Blood will probably sit second, I guess, and um, pro- uh, yeah, and then what Mr. Brightside one one, yeah, pretty much. Is and does does Pride Jenny ruin Alligator Blood's chances, or can he cut the field yeah. up and still win? No, no she'll, she'll just she'll, she'll absolutely just go on break and his heart. <laughs> no, she, she'll just go on and do what Deny Knowledge did. He, like they'll just if if she go, if she's, she's going ridiculously fast, she's just another race. Yeah, it's a separate race. But they'll have to be conscious of... He can just be a nice little bunny then. I just don't think they can let her get too far away. This is another one. It's going to be so track dependent. If that rail's hot, like, and and their leader bias, there's no way they're going to let her just skip away again. They'll watch that three million in prize money just fade away 
from their eyes if they let her do. So I think the blood's going to have to run, you know, a little bit quicker than you would expect if he was controlling the race, which I think sets up perfectly for Mr. Brightside to, to be the winner of this race. I think if, if, if there was no speed up front and they could sit and go slow, I'd be having a big whack at Fangirl, but I think they are going to run quick enough to make this a genuine Group 1 1,600-metre tempo, at which point I'm happy to have Mr. Brightside. Beautiful. Yeah, I, I, totally, I totally agree. I think Brightside will just sit in that sort of 1-1 one, one area and then, yeah, I just think he'll be he'll be going too strong from there. Hopefully we go at a solid enough clip and uh, and Fangirl's just out of her comfort zone a little bit. But I don't think it, it's still, I don't think it'll matter. She had her perfect storm when uh, she beat him in the King Charles and she was super that day, even if he was probably at his best. I don't know if he would have beaten her. Um, but, yeah. I just think when Brightside goes to war, he doesn't very often lose. Um, yeah, and if he get, if he gets in a dogfight again here bit, on Saturday, bit like well, yourself, Nico. A bit like you, <laughs> not me. Um, yeah, I just think, uh, yeah, I'm happy to be with him. I'm still heartbroken from two weeks ago, but yeah, I think he'll uh, he'll get another great one here on Saturday. Yeah. I think it's a two-horse race. Like, I do have it between Fangirl and Mr. Brightside. Mr. Brightside picked up Alligator Blood and absolutely spit him out the last time they met over the Flemington Mile. So I've got all the respect in the world for him. He was a little bit unlucky not to win the Cox Plate. But I'm with Fangirl. Um, Her win two starts back in the King Charles was enormous. She ran nearly 11 flat for her final 200 metres. I think on the GDX rating, she hit nearly one, 105 to 106 range which is something Mr. Brightside has never done and the other big key thing with, with me here with Fangirl is she's only fifth up where Mr. Brightside and Alligator Blood are sixth up we saw uh, Mr. Brightside was sixth up in this race last year and he probably was just a little bit over the top I know he's a different horse he has improved since then but I think Fangirl this just suits so well for her um, it was a big DNP in the Cox Plate. Did not participate. She was running up backsides the whole time. She goes from Zach Purton back to her regular jockey, James McDonald. And even if this is a fast tempo, I think she'll lap it up and she'll be strongest late. I can see Mr. Brightside hitting the front at the 200, but I think Fangirl, that last 100 metres, just watch out because she's going to be absolutely launching down the outside in the A ground. And if people are going to say Mr. Brightside, Flemington, well, just go watch Fangirl's only run at Flemington. She won a Carbine Club stakes by a cricket pitch, and she was hugely back that day. She was back to beat Mr. Brightside, two back. And obviously, she was unlucky last start, as mentioned. So I've got it between them, but I am with the six Fangirl. I think the market's got it spot on. Bob? Yeah, well, they, this was the, the, the... Fangirl was the one they... They launched in the Cox Plate. I didn't. I, I thought she'd be soft, but they just like just hammered her. But uh, yeah, I, I'm, I've backed Fangirl already. I think she starts like 260, 250-ish. I think she's she's one of the better bets on the day. I think she's she, she just like yeah, like as you said, Ben. She didn't participate in the Cox Plate. Cox Plate, and I think she's always been as good as what she was in the in the King's Charles, but. She's a horse that's never really... She, like, she's been... In, the last time when she was in a strongly run race, she was beating her nose to I Wish I Win in the... In the... Uh, the Golden Eagle. Go, Golden Eagle, that one, yeah. And she's like... You've put her in a fast run race. She, she's never seen one. She's, she never has the opportunity. She's always back in her races 
running like strong splits. But I think you put her in a fast run race, and, and she she's a genuine like Arcadia Queen, probably sort of sort of mare. Like she's up with those sorts of all time mares. I think like she, she probably doesn't get the recognition she she probably deserves in. in she, I don't think she will in in five to ten years time. But I think she she's up with those sorts of really 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 good mares, and um, I think she. I think she can win on on Saturday. I think she's she, two two eighty five is best price now. I think I think she's I think I think Brightside probably stays firm about the three dollar mark, and I think they gap Alligator Blood. Yeah, I, I think they just gap everything else. To be honest, I think I think Fangirl and Brightside will be firm, and everything else just gets gapped. In, outside of the outside of just the punting form and the betting, the the narrative for being on track on Saturday is going to be so good in that in that race, just because you're going to have a third of the punters back in Alligator Blight, a third on Fangirl, and then a third on Mr. Brightside. And when they when they turn for home, it's going to erupt because everyone is going to have a chance at that point. Oh, dead set! It's the best yeah. sixteen hundred meter race we've seen all year. Yeah, yeah, it's they'll be coming. Cracker. They'll be coming right down the outside too. Like the defence first, like sort of three, four, two, three, four lanes will be off, and they'll be storming down the inside part of the track, and it'll be awesome. Oh, the track will be fucked. The track will be the track will be fucked. So Craig will have to put his right <laughs> indicator on, and he'll have to V-line straight to the outside fence like he's at bloody Warnable on the on the second or third day. You you think the inside's going to be that that cast by? Oh, that I hope not, far because yeah. my best bet earlier in the day is going to be on the fence. So we're <laughs> going to have panic stations. Craig Williams is going to be high-fiving Nico in JA on the fence. <laughs> He's going to be 10 cans deep. <laughs> he, won't be fi- he won't be high-fiving me. All right, let's have a bet. Who wants to go first? $100 betting strategy. $100 bright side. Yep. Fangirl, $100. Uh, $100 bright side, please. All right, and I will be a pussy and go $80 on the six, and I'll go... $20.16 Alright Let's go on to the champion stakes It was previously called the McKinnon stakes uh, West Wind Blows $2.80 favourite He's ran second in the Turnbull and the Caulfield Cup Form looks really good The one, Zaki, he's won this race the last two years And we understand it's your favourite horse, Farjack You'll be able to speak about him in a second $5.50 Prowess $6 Jewish $6.50 A Tissue $7.50 And your way out to Buckaroo $17 Longer the rest Zaki probably leads here. Jack, tell us about this great horse. Oh, one of one of my favourites forever. I'll, I'll, he'll always have a soft spot spot in my heart. Um, he's been very good to me on the punt. I seem to find him when he's there and 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 load up. Uh, last year, it was probably my favourite. It was probably one of my favourite punting story moments. I had a, I had a bit of a bit of a thing going with my dad where we put in some money at the start of the spring and we turned it over into a bit of a profit and then. We were, we were pretty drunk on the rooftop last year, and Dad said, "Let's just have a big bet on Zaki. Let's have a <laughs> let's have a big bet on him." And I said, "Hang on, Dad. Let's wait." I said, "If Alligator Blood goes to the front here and he holds him off and leads, then we'll put every dollar we've got left on Zaki in the next rate because he'll go to the front and lead too." And Dad goes, "Yes, yeah, sweet." And then Alligator Blood went to the front and led, and I went down and found the best bookie and put every dollar we had on Zaki, and I think I got eleven fifty or something for him at the time. And he uh, he came in and fell and fell over the line by about a quarter of a length or a half a length in the end there, and uh, my dad was walking around the rooftop with uh, two beers in his hand and he had his pocket square on his jacket was made up a hundred dollar notes and I'll just have that etched in my brain forever. <laughs> that is elite. Yeah, do you give a- him do you give him a chance here to go 
three times lucky. Yeah, look, obviously, I'll tell everyone, don't listen to all, all the reasons I give you now without taking it with a grain of salt because I love the horse and I'm always going to try and find a reason to back him. But um, I think... He loves Flemington. It's his best. It's his best track. Jamie Carr goes on board. I really like the way he rides with Jamie Carr. She seems to be able to get him to relax. I think better than J Mac does. Um, the 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 tempo. I think he he'll control this, which, which suits him well. He won't run. I think he needs a sweet spot. This is the funny thing for Zaki's. I don't think he needs it run really quick, and I don't think he needs it run really slow. I think they need to run about even tempo, and then he skips away by two lengths on the corner and then just tries to hold him off by being fit um i'm definitely going to be backing him and um, if i'll just go and say it now a hundred dollar better strategy hundred dollars on zaki don't even need to do any more form than that but i tell you what look out for me look out for me if he gets up because i'll be uh i'll be carrying on <laughs> that is elite he's been very well backed as well mm, nico that's, that's map betting because there's no speed in this race yeah correct nico what are your thoughts on this race mate Um, I don't really yeah. have a firm opinion. I'm not going to the well again with West Wind Blows. Um, purely because I don't, I don't trust Spencer. I just I've had enough after, especially after <laughs> everything we've gone through this carnival. I I'm just not doing it again. So I I don't I don't want to back anything to beat him, but I don't trust Spencer to get the job done. So it's a no bet race for me. Happy just to watch for a visual. Cheer for you, blokes. Cheer for Zaki for far, whatever. That's but great. if I was to have a bet, I, th- I do think Prowess is the massive improver up to 2,000 metres. I was happy to be against her last start. She made me look like a fool over the mile. But she Internet will definitely uh, only improve. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, but she will improve up to 2,000 metres. She's a good 2,000 metre horse. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. She's a jet. But and Zara could ride race, a broomstick. I reckon you've got some good angles here. Yeah, well, I think West Wind Blows' problem is, is, is what happened in the Cox, uh, the Caulfield Cup. He He's slow away, and he, he doesn't muster quickly. So he's drawn inside, and I think that, that can cross him easily. So I think I think he can be... He, he could be like three back defence, I think. He could be completely locked away in a slowly run race, and he's 24 back to 2,000. And he's not a horse, I think, that has a turn of foot. So I think I think three dollars for him is is poison. I think Zaki Zaki gets the run of the race clearly, but Prowess sits just off him. But the horse side or horses I am backing is one's Buckaroo who was. So here just we like go. We're going down a rabbit hole now. Massive splits through the Buckaroo. line in the in the King's Charles. He started four dollars in a versus Native Trail in an Irish Guineas once upon a time. He gets the blinkers first time. Blake Shin goes on. 2,000 metres I think is a a great bet at there being $26 and the other horse I kind of like is Montefilia who gets back to a slowly run race draws one probably doesn't won't be able to hold a spot but her, on her best form she, she's right in this in this race and um, she gets a setup she she loves and yeah I don't love the map for her but I don't need to she's probably going to jump 30s the, the fair and um, I think that's a, a very fair price so I'm against against the favourite. I think it's I think it's either more of a three ninety four dollar chance. Three dollars is probably much too short. And I, I think Zark is a, a great chance again because he's just going to get complete control. But I, I probably won't won't back him. I think uh, Buckaroo is like a ten dollar chance. I think you get twenty six dollars right now. I think that's a, a great. Uh, that's a really really good bet. 
Yep, love it. Um, I'm going to be boring again. I think the market has got it spot on. I'm on two horses. I've got a bit of a motto. It's called Kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. And I'm backing in the West Wind Blows form. This horse was the run of the race in the Turnbull Stakes. He was three wide and working. First start in Australia off a brutal tempo, or fast tempo, maybe not brutal, it was fast. It sort of went 13 lengths above to the 600. And for him to only be beaten less than two lengths by Gold Trip, who got his perfect storm that day, was outstanding. He then went to the Caulfield Cup. He was beaten by an absolute superstar without a fight who became only the 12th horse to complete the, the Caulfield Cup Melbourne Cup double on Tuesday. And now he comes back to 2,000 metres, goes back to Flemington, and I actually like Barrier 2. I know he's a horse that isn't often fast away, but there's just not much speed here. Zaki is going to come across and lead, but I think this horse is going to be right behind him. And he's been in two fast run races, so potentially he doesn't have that turn of foot, but I think if the tempo isn't what Jamie Spencer wants, then he'll just go on, take the lead, and I think he's the best horse in the race, and I'm pretty keen to back him. I'm going to wait for a drift. Um, I think we'll get $3.50 plus on the day, uh, but he's clearly number one seed for me. I've already backed Zaki at $11, and I can see him getting away with murder again, potentially. But, yeah, it's four from one for me. Um, a tissue's on the quick backup. She won the Matriarch on the backup this time last year, but this is obviously a lot, lot harder. And Jewess, she gets the dreaded Yulong silks for the first time. She can't win. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that Cox Plate form is obviously going to hold up. Zaki was only beaten a length and a half, and Jewess was beaten less than that, and she was unlucky. So they, they're obviously big chances. Um, but I am with West Wind Blows. I think we're going to get a much better price on the day. And I think people that are against him right now at $2.80 won't be as harsh against him on the day because I feel like the price will drift a lot. You think Zaki will shorten or they'll, they'll all Huge. kind of shorten a little bit? I think Zaki will start around the $5 mark. Um, I think Prowess, Jewess, Prowess Jewess will, will all have their supporters. I think they'll all come down a point or so and, and that'll force West Wind Blows mm. to get to $3.60 plus. But it could be wrong. Oh, I'm, I'm, oh, when Bot has a bit on Buckaroo, it'll be crunched to single figures. <laughs> yeah, five each way. What were you saying, Jack? Oh, I just can't believe I didn't back. I didn't back uh, Zaki at the open of the market and got take the tens that they put up to start with. I'm kicking myself now because I had. I'm a pretty small sure Gareth tipped him, didn't didn't he? Oh, yeah, only off. Only yeah. off my. Only off me. <laughs> 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 Shock, Gina, yeah. that'll be someone else's tip. <laughs> oh, well, it's not hard to... It's, you don't have to be a uh, fortune teller to uh, find out that I'm going to pick Zaki in a race. Um, yeah. Now, I, do, I just can't believe I'm kicking myself that I didn't take the Opens because I took 7.50 today, this morning, and I thought that that was just a bit of an insurance policy. I didn't think he was going to come in much more than that, but now he's mm. bloody 5 bucks, 5 50 around. Yeah, that's mm. an interesting one. I'm going to have my 80 on West Wind Blows. As I said, hold fire. We'll get better. And $20 saver on Zaki. But just, as I've said, I'm already on $11, so he will be a result for me. Word of advice, do not be anywhere near me on the rooftop at Flem on Saturday if you're cheering <laughs> West Wind Blows to run over the top of my boy. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be going straight to the octagon. <laughs> I'll, I'll take the tip there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Okay, Will? I'm having 50 Zaki, 50 Prowess. Beautiful. Spencer on a one-way ticket. 65 Buckaroo, 35 um, Montefilia. All right, beautiful. Well, that wraps up the three Group 1s, but we'll go around the grounds now, or sorry, we'll go to Flemington first. Other bets on the card. Jack, are you keen on anything outside the features? Yeah, yep. I um, I like Miramasa in race four, and I've aligned with uh, some people who I respect a lot in the punting world there. I actually backed Miramasa first first back from um, being gelded, and I think he's just a new horse since being gelded. Spoke to Trent Bussard, and he's very happy with the horse. And just by, just by chance, I ran into someone. I won't name names, but I ran into someone on Chapel Street on Saturday night, and... He looks at me and he says, back Miramasa. And I went, well, righto, sweet mate, done. So uh, one of those rare ones where everyone's telling you to back it, so I'm going to have a good smack at it. Wow. It's definitely Jules well Valance. <laughs> it was who? <laughs> it's definitely Jules Valance. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. <coughs> oh, um, is that all? Uh, uh, yeah, that, I'm not going to have anything. There's nothing I'd want to... Uh, want to put in public i'll have a go at far flung in race one just because i've backed it both starts at mooney valley and i thought it was no moon bet yeah exactly <laughs> and i thought it was it was fairly luckless um at caulfield where nothing was really making much ground so happy to have a go at far flung in race one and see if i can set myself up but uh race four miramasa and then if we go to sydney i'm gonna have a smack at antino because he is just due uh in the five diamonds beautiful nico or will you go then all right, you can go you first. Go anything? Oh, yeah, right, I've, I've got, got I've got plenty. <laughs> oh, well, I'll, I'll go. Right, I'm backing. Uh, I've already backed Water Deal. I think it should be favourite. Give race us a race. One. Race number. Oh. Sake, but race number. <laughs> horse race num- number. Horse name. It can't be that hard. R- race number one, number nine. Water Deal. I think it should be favourite. Oh, it's almost favourite now. Um, well, it's our time. I think Parasol three dollars is. Like rock bottom. Sure. Yeah. Um, it's drawn four, but it's back from 1400 meters, and it's our time's drawn widest. It was a heavily advantaged to be outside gate at Flemington, and, and um, the splits he's been running his last two are, are perfect. He's on the backup. The only query is, he, I don't think he's, he's never backed up, I don't think, and, and he's he's typically best off 28 to 21 days. So it could be interesting, but um, I think I think he, he should be a lot closer to favourite. And I, and I could probably back. General Bow as well, just to have, because uh, I think he's a little bit big as well. Just because I think Paris sells such a short price. Race number four, I've had a good bet on Duke de Sessa. Um, probably couldn't back it anymore. Um, what else is there? I'm not. And then it's pretty much just the group ones, I guess, and that, that's about it. So yeah, that's me. Yep, Nico. No, no. Confidence. Get your pens out. Pretty, pretty <laughs> high. Starting in race one, happy to have something on an old favourite of mine, Acceleration. Yeah, he comes here of one trial, but he goes enormous fresh. Two wins and a placing from four goes. First up, last prep, beating the nose to Pounding, who's a good honest horse on his day. Giving fitness to his rivals, but doesn't concern me, as as I stated before. Declan Bates, hot off his second group one win. It's much to my disgust. And is in a rich vein of form at the moment, going 17 17 wins from his last 100, 13.5% profit on turnover. I think he's a great each-way bet to start the day. 
And we go to race three. I'm, I'm this is the best bet. Well. I really wish I didn't jump the can. I really wish I didn't jump the gun and say commemorative was the best bet of the carnival because if I had my time again, this bloke would be the best of the carnival. But we can't change what's already been said. But I think race three, number six, Swartz, will absolutely demolish these field. This field. Hold on two seconds as my notes have disappeared in front of my eyes. Fuck. Seconds. <laughs> Excellent debut demolition from this Zoo Star cult before doing everything wrong at the Valley. Leaped in the end, bombed the start by a length and a half, which at the Valley you simply can't do no matter who you are and win. J-Mac warmed up the engine to run the fastest six of the four before held up for momentum for about 70 metres before eventually getting clear to run the race fastest and fourth fastest last 200 of the day. Come home 7.7 lengths above the all benchmark last 600. Gets the earmuffs pre-race to try and keep him relaxed, which could only possibly help after last start. Barrier 2, which could be fucked if this track's cactus. We'd pray to God that it's not. Up in trip and to the big track at HQ, I think. Um, he's clearly the best day, best of the day for mine. And I've had on good authority that this is the reason that J-Mac's getting to 54 kilos on Saturday. He doesn't get to 54 kilos very often. So, happy to have something on him. I thought, in race four, I thought Taraman Sewell was probably my value selection of the day. He was climbing all over him. Late in the Bendigo Cup, that form's been franked with interpretation running well in the cup. Um, 54 kilos, barrier four. He probably doesn't have the class of a few of these, but I think he's just getting to a stupid price. I'm kicking myself I didn't take $27 or $26 all in. The way the market's trending, you might get out close to that price anyway. So I'm happy to have a little bit, little bit one by two on him there. And probably my next best bet of the day is in the last, number 13, Mornington Glory. He looks very well placed to end our day on a winning note. He raced well off a long break first up before absolutely smashing his rival's last start by two and a half lengths. Six fastest last four and two of the day off a slow speed when he was in traffic so to sprint the way he did probably doesn't give the credit he deserves he goes up in grade here but he isn't up against much and his opponents I don't think and he drops four kilos straight track will pose no issue as he's raced in the Daniel as a juvenile and I think he's very very hard to beat I've got him more like a five dollar chance I was happy to take uh, I was happy to put a pen through Kin she's coming here off one trial Coming here from three-year-old Phillies form to open grade first time. Yeah, she's going to be drawn in the right part of the track, J-Mac on, but I still think she's got a task. I was happy to be against Buse. I thought he had some not that flash form. And uh, Ray Magirio, the horse who's favourite for the Griffiths and de Cockyard, it beat another one of Gav's horses last start at sale. And uh, I'm fairly confident that Mornington Glory is substantially a better horse than her so um, yeah I think he's a terrific terrific winning chance uh, in the last race and extremely keen beautiful alright I reckon I've got about four or five bets I've got two absolute M-bombs the first of them is tomorrow race one at Pakenham I think Quickstar the Seamus Award filly will accept here um, for I think she's going. Peter Moody and Catherine Coleman really? well apparently she's going straight to the guineas They've done the sums right, well, and she'll get straight in. All right. Well, if she doesn't go, then fair enough. But she's doing only there. If she does go, then she wins. 
Um, the other multi-banker is Race 9 Rickerton on Saturday in the New Zealand 2000 Guineas, Group 1, 1600 oh. metres, Crescetti. This horse is a machine. He's unbeaten five out of five. He's drawn barrier one. He's a horse who jumps straight on the bunny. He's going to lead them a merry dance. Um, he's not backable at the odds, but he's just a multi-builder. Then we go to Flemington, race two, it's our time. You'll be keen, bot. bot. Little multi-filler. <laughs> bit, nice of value, bit, bit of, of value. Bit of value. It's our time. He's just such a consistent horse. Uh, and if he just runs his usual, usual rating, I think he's very hard to beat. Drawn barrier 11, as we mentioned, we think that's where the A ground will be down the Flemington Strait. Last start, he ran uh, fourth, only beaten 0.7 behind Spacewalk. Crosshaven and Najem Sahail. Najem Sahail and Spacewalk quinaled that race again today down the straight, so that form has stood up. Um, and as I said, I, I think the favourite parasail just looks a bit short. I'm keen on Schwartz in race three for all the all the reasons Nico outlined. He's definitely looking for 1,400 metres now. And last up when he straightened up at the valley, his sprint late was outstanding, so he looks a very good bet. Uh, backing Mornington Glory as well as Nico in race nine at Flemington. And then race eight at Rosehill, same as Farjack. Um, I think Antano gets his chance to win a big one here in the five diamonds. Just looks the absolute ideal race for him. He's drawn barrier two. Um, gets Sam Clipperton, who's riding very well now. He obviously rode the Everest win, I think about it. Um, and he, he was just a moral beaten last start uh, against Prowess and Co. Blake Shin probably should have popped off the fence earlier than he did. Was a little bit cute, but J-Mac put him in a pocket and... It is what it is. Uh, I think he can make amends here, and I, I think he's the best five-year-old in that race. Bang. Super. Is that it for the betting? Anyone else want to say anything? Nah, just oh, keen on Zaki. Uh, if if Quixa goes to pack, and I'm probably to launch it as well. Yeah. All right. Let me get up a few questions before we wrap it up. A few curly questions. All right. Here we go. Absolutely. They'll be all for you, great man. Alrighty. Hit me. Feel, it feels a bit ominous with Ben with the camera off. A bit, bit of... Bit is the big, camera off, is it? Yeah, a bit of big brother type vibe. Oh, shit. Like, we're here and you're like, you're like kind of interviewing us. It's a bit strange. I can this see him. brother speaking. I think... So, punters, I'm in, I'm in my dad's dungeon tonight because uh, I went to work and uh, I thought, you know, I'll go back to work. I'll grab my laptop... That was never happening, was it? I was always going to get on the source and get an Uber home, so stupid by me. Yeah. <laughs> Very stupid. That's like, if I went to Oak State today, there was no way I was actually going to be on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you, might have been on, you might have been on location. Yeah, yeah. It would have been a ridiculous <laughs> It would have been like Nico on his phone in oh, Sydney. Yeah. Oh, Don't worry, I've, I've done well. I've done well. Yeah. Kane White says, Jack Jenkins, what are your top five favourite horses? Could be all time. Could be right all, now. All time. All time. Yeah. I can do it pretty easily. Yeah. Uh, number one, Farlap. Number two, Frankel. Number three, So You Think. Number four, Black Caviar. Number five, Zaki. Beautiful. You're you're a little bit older than that. how old are you right now? You obviously you've seen I, a bit more racing than us. I just turned thirty. Yeah, sweet. We've uh, we missed a bit of the glory days, but uh, it is what it is. You miss So You Think. I what, what a horse! Six. I was gutted when they sent Bart over to when they sent him away from Bart over to Aidan O'Brien. A travesty yeah. it was. <laughs> Should have won an arc. Oh yeah, 
shoe on an arc. Like, Slaughtered. And they, they pot all our middle distance horses and all our stayers nowadays. And he just went over there and won group one after group one and ran second in that and then third in another and he sh- should have won the arc. Yeah, he's an absolute champion. And even when I see a So You Think these days, like a horse by So You Think, I can just tell straight away they're by So You Think. Yeah, he brands Holy them all really shit. well, doesn't he? Like he... he uh, he he throws a type. He he, you can see him in all of them. But he was he was in the mounting yard. He was unbelievable to look at. What was that thing that won the Carbine Club last year in the Dardo Colours? Oh, it's a dead um, ringer. Oh, I was gonna say, um, couldn't tell you. Sorry, mate. It's not. I want to say so dazzling, but it's not so dazzling. Um, no, it's not she's so running. Dazzling. You'll you'll, you'll think of it in a sec. Yeah, it's doing me. Nico, oh, did you just have some news pop up or what? Yeah, Schwartz has been proper steamed. Yeah, I know. I know. $2.30. Oof, oh. that, that wasn't me that pushed it. You know, I promise. <laughs> wouldn't have been your 10 bucks. I wouldn't have thought. Yeah. But anyway, Quickster's going to scratch from that race anyway, so you're better well, off just holding it. doesn't matter. It's on the gas. Oh, yeah, that'd be right. They've, that panel and cat has blown, and of course, Quickster's firm. Fuck off. It's coming out. <laughs> it is what it is. All right, the Mock Sports. Oh, death tax, I reckon, uh, death taxes in. It's, You've it's been on perfect, these guys' podcast before. Perfect thought, before. by the way. Yeah, perfect yeah. Thought. Good lads, good lads, the mock lads. Good lads. They, they're saying, what's your drink of choice when Zaki wins the stakes? Oh, jeez. I'll have had a belly full already, but I'll, uh, I'll probably be asking for a Southern Comfort and Lemonade, and I'll probably shout the bar. Oh, right. I'll get on the rooftop. Make sure. Get on, get on the rooftop. If you're on the rooftop and you walk past me and you say anything about go Zaki during the day... You're entitled to a free drink coupon on the rooftop when he wins. <laughs> and if you say West Wind blows, Farjack's like, going to have Farjack's going to book the rooftop out. Everyone else, yeah, fuck it off, thrown off the top. Seriously Starkey though, we, that's what we want. We want the rooftop vibes. I said no. I'm not going to the birdcage. Don't ask me. I'm not coming. I'm not going anywhere else. I'm on the rooftop with the punters. I'm pinning the ears back. He's a man yes. of the people. I'm going to make sure I wear my shin pads on Saturday in case West Wind blows. Wins. <laughs> 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 no, I'll be happy for you then. <laughs> as, as long as you buy him a drink. Yeah, yeah. I'll need one. Oh, indeed. Ben, is there a correlation between your good looks and your good punting? No. I, I, you made that question up. You <laughs> made that, that question came straight from your fucking notes. Don't <laughs> worry. There's, there's one for everyone. Right there's a, question a real person. He's a real person, RD. Uh, Nick. You have said that you're trying to be a smarter punter. What have you changed? Uh, trying to be more selective with my bets. Trying to be more thorough with my form. Um, I, yeah. I feel like this is another catfish. He's just he's just typed it in himself so he can be like, yeah, I've been doing this, boys. I've been changing <laughs> up. I'm <laughs> if my camera was working, I'd be able to show you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying Nico sent it in himself. Oh, oh yeah. Right. yeah. Next. <laughs> Next. Will, if they banned horse racing in Australia, what would you do with your life? Go to Japan or something and start betting there. Yeah, what would fit in perfect in Japan? Because he could just wear casual clothes, roll in with his little picnic, just cheer like all the Japanese do. You'd love it. All right, this you? is a rip-up. RD again. Jack, and I've, I've seen photos of you without it, so yeah. he's got a fair point here. Jack, is your moustache... A tactic to distract your opponents in the ring. Uh, no, I just reckon I look way worse without it. 
I just I, I wish I, I wish I had a, a better reason for it, but I don't. I just I just think I look I look like a real I look really young when I shave my hair um, and my mustache. I look real young. Not everyone can be part of the mustache gang. It's fire and nigger only. Yeah. Scary yeah, blokes, you too. Um, nah, keep the keep the mo. It's outstanding. Oh, thank you. Hey, cunts. What do you guys make of <laughs> Tropical Squall off the run today? Where to next? Is this going to ruin her or what? Paddock. Oh. Yeah, Paddock for sure. Com- oh, she she was gone, gone before the road. corner, and the acid tests haven't even hadn't even come. In. Yeah. Well, we should have gone to the thousand guineas. Where she should have gone. Yeah. No, I, I yeah, absolutely well. agree. Right, shout out to Gay is... and the bookmakers. They got lucky on Saturday. <laughs> How many beers did Greg Alimo have before the race today? Oh, didn't <laughs> oh. <laughs> Were you boys did on? Did you see this in the last yeah. part? Oh, I didn't watch the last race. It was oh, early, don't. Don't watch. go oh. watch it. You'll be oh. sick. It's best of the day. Was it just running oh. sideways or what? Oh, yeah. yeah. Left, right, backwards. Good night. Shinny gave it a tap with the right. It laid in completely after like completely bolting. It had the back of the winner. It looked like it was just going to straight past, then duck straight into the rail. Now I want to go watch it. Yeah, go go give it a watch and just just know that I absolutely launched it with all my Zardozy wins. So damn, (laughs) that that happens though. And it cost you the quaddie too, didn't it, Benny? Yes, 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 yes. Oh fuck. Anyway, on to the next one Otno Saturday is going to be an absolute ripper Far Jack Jenkins you've been absolutely brilliant thank you very much for joining us tonight nah thanks for having me boys are you all going to be on track on Saturday yeah, yeah. we will alright we'll have a beer we'll celebrate this um oh perhaps. come on Nico you're going to turn it up what, what have you perhaps. got on you won't be there um I'm I'm a, I'm a maybe at this point in time that's just playing hard to get Jeez. No, I'm serious. I'm a maybe at this point in time. What do you, what do you I'm got tr- on? I'm trying. Work. I'm trying to get out of it. What time? Surely 12 o'clock finish on a Saturday, straight straight on the train. Well, the yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, you'll be right. Just I'm get there trying. for the quaddie, Nico, at least. Yeah. Well, I could get there for the quaddie, I reckon. Yeah, that'll do. We'll, we'll be up on the rooftop. We'll be in fine form. Rooftop, Southern Comfort on me if Zaki wins. Careful. <laughs> Bot, you'll be on the waters, mate. You're not a big drinker, but <laughs> no, I'd bloody crack yes. up. We're slowly but surely corrupting him. It's it's a bit sad, but anyway, he's it's too bad smart. For the punt. It's bad for the punt getting on the drink. <laughs> bot's bot's brain is too capable right now. We need to bring him back to our level a bit. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it is too too smart. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up there, punters. It has been a little bit shorter podcast tonight, but we've stuck to the Group One races. Hopefully we can nail all three. Good luck this Saturday. It is obviously the final big race of the Spring Carnival. It's been a little bit tough so far, but we're going to turn it all around on Saturday. Good luck, as we said. We'll be back here on Monday to review it all again. Cheers. I want to hold her. I want to kiss her.